0: Welcome into the GT Counter Podcast. My name is Tyler, and with me, as always, is my co-host Grayson Winters. Grayson, how are you doing on this Wednesday night?
1: Oh, you know, man, we're uh, we're joyful right now. Uh, I'm in a good spot, man. College football's still on today. Not very, not a not a great game, but it's always fun watching uh, Sam Houston State hold down that losing record they have right now. Maybe they'll get a win this season. Um, so, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Ed.
0: Eat them up, Cats. Great, man. Eat them up. Uh, also here for his weekend pre-cap appearance is our guy Reed Roloffs from the Moneyline Masterclass. Reed, it's good to see you once again. How was your week of picks and how are you doing
2: today? Man, let me tell you. Week of picks. Just a, a massive win for me over the weekend. Went 7-3, and three, you know, building momentum. And let me tell you, we are officially into the best time of the year. We have... All major sports going on. The NBA tipped off last night. You know, I know it's not Thanksgiving, but man, we'll a lot to be grateful for. Let me tell you.
0: That is right for sure. We're ex- we're excited to get into this weekend. Uh, a little bit light on the ranked on ranked matchups, but we are not short on the storylines in college football. So with that, that being said, let's go ahead and get into the weekend precap. One thing that's got you hyped for the upcoming weekend. Grayson, it's over to you first. What do you got for us?
1: Well, you know, uh starting on Friday at seven oh three PM is the first pitch of the World Series. Um, love me some Raiders in this spot or not Raiders, Rangers in this spot. Sorry, we were talking about football four seconds ago, my well, guys, my bad. Uh love me the Rangers in this spot. You know, they're uh I feel like this is this is an easy call for anybody to uh to take the Rangers in, in five games, so Love me some Rangers. Uh excited to watch the boys get the ball and uh take home, take home a title. We uh we deserve it, okay? It's been a long time.
0: I like Jimmy Garoppolo in this spot for the Rangers. Coming out of the bullpen could be an interesting bullpen piece for him.
1: As long as uh, as long as Josh McDaniels isn't coaching, we're all good, probably. <laughs>
0: I mean, would you rather have McDaniels coach your baseball team or Bochi coach your uh, football team?
1: Um I I, I think Bochi might do a better job to be honest with you. At least he knows how to uh, he knows to throw the ball up to Devontae Adams and to not play uh to play, you know, give the give the rookie a shot, okay? Okay, give give the rookie QB a shot. What do you have to lose? I don't understand. You're 0 13 in starts, okay? Give the rookie a shot. That is fair. Uh, we
0: will save the Raiders for later. But uh, Reid, what do you have for us? What are you excited for this weekend?
2: Man, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you know this this Oregon Utah game is fascinating to me because I told my I tell myself every single time that I will not bet against Kyle Whittingham, Utah's head coach, and you know I find myself doing the exact opposite of what I told myself, and I am on Oregon, so. Uh, I'm excited to either prove everybody wrong or eat my own words.
0: You're in a uh, a lose lose situation because either you lose while betting against Kyle Whittingham, or you know Oregon somehow comes out on top, and you know you're they find a middle ground and you don't cover, and you know it's just it's just bad things all around there. Potential
2: disaster. I have nobody left to blame but myself, and I guess that's what I'm excited for.
0: Hey, your record speaks for itself at this point, though. You should be able to stand on that pick.
2: Yeah, you know what? I I have been fortunate. And uh, again, free picks over there at the Moneyline Masterclass. But we are 34-21-1. So head on over there.
0: Shameless plug. I love it. Uh, For me this weekend, it is the Malik Murphy era in Austin. And I'm excited to see it happen. Uh, against BYU this weekend at home. Uh, Malik Murphy, it is a miracle that he stayed at Texas. He had a great spring. Uh, Rumors, if you uh, believe in that type of thing, was he was being heavily recruited to hop in the portal. He did not. He stayed there, and uh, he's going to get his chance. He's going to get probably at least this start. I doubt Quinn is back for the K-State game, which would be just an absolutely fascinating matchup there. So, uh, Malik's going to get a chance, man. And whether, you know, he's able to hold off Arch and Quinn, or, you know, if this off season brings yet even more change to that program, but it's going to be new and it's going to be exciting regardless. And, uh, hopefully they don't lose to BYU. That would be a disaster, but, uh, would anything shock me at this point? No, not at all.
2: BYU. I know their record is, is pretty good, but, uh, you know this team feels awfully hot and cold, and you know it, it wouldn't surprise me, even with the backup there at Texas, that he would uh put up some big numbers.
0: They're a different team when they're not at altitude, I will say. Being at home in uh, Utah in front of all the Mormons, they are a different team. Just ask Texas Tech, who has completely struggled well, not just at elevation this year, they've struggled in general, but uh. That's neither here nor there. So let's go ahead and get into our college football buffet for the week to Utah. Gentlemen, 2.30 p.m. on Fox on Saturday. Number eight, Oregon travels to Salt Lake City to get number 13, Utah. Oregon is favored by six and a half, and this one total is 48. Um, Reed, I know you've talked about this one already, how you like the Ducks. Go ahead and explain to the people why you are fading Kyle Whittingham at home, no less.
2: You know, I think a big thing in this is, you know, Mr. Barnes over there at Utah has looked like not a Division I quarterback a majority of this year. And he goes and plays USC, and he looks like an All-American. It's going to be a wake-up call when he plays Oregon. You know, this Oregon team is just, they're just really balanced, you know, from top to bottom. They are... They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They, they play solid defense. They're just a really solid team in general. And it's a tough team to beat. And I know this game's in Utah. But I think Utah's going to struggle to score. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. I just feel like Oregon is going to be able to impose their will. And, yeah, I don't think this one's going to be close. You know, obviously, the loss of rising definitely hurts. But... You know, at some point, Utah's going to have to score enough to stay in it, and I just don't think they do.
0: Yeah, so for this one, for me, it all comes down to the red zone, as always for me. Uh, Oregon's offense is 68th in red zone efficiency, while Utah's defense is top 20 in stopping opponents of the red zone. So that's going to be a key to this game. Then also just being able to force turnovers. Oregon's offense is best in the country in turnover avoidance. Uh, Utah's defense is kind of mid-pack enforcing them. And meanwhile, if you look at Oregon's defense, they're 106th in forcing turnovers, while Utah's offense is top five in turnover avoidance, which is a little bit shocking considering the quarterback play they've had, but they don't really trust them to do a whole lot, so that's not too shocking. Uh, yeah, Grayson, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: You know, I I kind of want to disagree with Reed as he just – disrespected bryson barnes i mean the kid comes out in his in his second start of his college career and just hits a haymaker on usc and plays like an absolute all-star he's played he played he came in backed up and in the oregon state game and then comes out and starts his first game ever and then plays against usc in his second start and you want to disrespect the young man it's it's unbelievable um yeah, no, I, I, I'm not saying that Utah's going to win this game by any means. Because I just don't think that they can keep up with Oregon, who's averaging 47 points a game. I just don't think they're going to have the offense to keep up with that. But I don't think that they're going to get pummeled by any means. I think this will be a good game. I think the, the Utah offense is going to score. They're not going to score 47 points, but they're going to score. Reed, do you want to add on to uh, your disrespect to Bryson Barnes or –
2: well, he's definitely played more than two games. You know, he's been benched, you know, he was a starter to start the year and he was benched because he was so bad. Then the backup was benched because he was so bad. And they're like, well, we don't have anybody else. Barnes, you want to go back in? So it's, it's, it's an awful quarterback room right now. Um, you know, they were not expecting rising to probably miss the whole year. So yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about Mr. Barnes over there. Uh, he can he can do what he wants, but you know he is he has struggled when he's been in the game this year. USC does not count. Grayson, you could go start against USC and make yourself look like a Division one quarterback. So you know I'm not did, worried.
1: Did we talk about? Have we talked about Kyle Whittingham coming back or coming out and saying that Cam Rising's out for the whole entire season?
2: We y'all
1: y'all saw that on the press conference. Yeah. So yeah. it shouldn't
0: be a surprise. I mean they. It was kind of the worst kept secret once he wasn't back for the start of conference play. It's like, okay, like we can just give this thing up now.
1: Yeah. I feel like we were playing, we were playing with a ghost for a, for a couple of weeks. So yeah. But like, like Reed said, I think that, uh, I think that the ducks will win this game just because Utah's offense isn't going to be good enough to keep scoring with them, but I still don't think Bryson Barnes is that bad. I thought he played really, really well last week. So take it or leave it, Reed. That's all I got on it.
2: Okay. I'm going to leave it.
1: (laughs)
0: How soon y'all forget about this Utah team? They're an ATM machine at home. All they do is win. Kyle Whittingham is one of the top five coaches in football it's it's utah here let's not overthink this gentlemen. plus six and a half plus seven if it gets there i will be so happy but i think utah wins this game outright that's just what they do they win these type of games it's ugly it's gonna be like 24 to 20 and they're gonna win that's just what they do so until proven otherwise it's utah at home simple enough
2: i gotta ask you is are you gonna put your money where your mouth is that's the real question not in, not in, not in terms of money line. This in, in the spread. If it spread stays at six and a half, what do you do?
0: Yeah, they will there'll be a play. they will be I'll take a money line on the board. Hundred hundred monopoly bucks right now. Utah money line yeah. is the play. I
1: I will say in Ed's defense here that one problem I do see with Oregon is that they've had a ton of pre snap penalties this season, and Utah is not an easy environment to play in. So I'm sure we'll end up seeing at least a few pre-snap penalties. And if anybody knows that plays offense, pre-snap penalties kill drives. So if they could kill a couple of drives with just the atmosphere they're in, that could be big time for Utah.
0: A wise man once said, oops, doesn't get my five yards back. And uh, (laughs) that certainly applies on pre-snap penalties.
1: Yeah, if I've heard that a time or two or five.
0: (laughs) It doesn't get those 10-yard penalties back either, Grayson.
1: (laughs) Nothing gets the 10-yard penalties back. When they changed the rule where you weren't allowed to jump on top of people when they were on the ground and that was holding from there on out, I was screwed. I mean, it was just a guaranteed I was getting penalties. So, yeah, it'd be like that sometimes.
0: Sorry, coach. You just got to live with this one. It's
1: like, yep. Yeah. Hey. I'm trying to make well, sure this let's... person doesn't remember his middle name on the ground, okay? I'm giving him permanent brain injuries. <laughs> 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 on
0: that note, let's keep it moving here. Let's go to Louisville, Kentucky, gentlemen, for the other ranked on ranked matchup of the week, which has lost a little bit of its shine in the last couple of weeks as these teams have lost. We have Duke going to Louisville, number 20, at number 16. Duke looks like it'll be without Riley Leonard. They are in kind of a dead zone there, plus four and a half, plus four at Louisville, who is just bad at quarterback anyways. It doesn't matter if it's Jack Plummer or otherwise. They're just not very good at quarterback. So uh, what do we expect in this one, Reed? I know you liked both of these teams preseason. They play each other now. What's your feeling?
2: Yeah, this one's kind of a toss-up for me. You know, I, you know, Duke's backup quarterback. I haven't got a chance to see him a ton. What I did see, I did not like. And, you know, that's obviously concerning. Um, the you look at Louisville, their offense is a little sketchy as well. If they can't run the ball, things are going to get mucked up. And, yeah, I just I think this is going to be a big-time defensive battle. I'd be shocked if I saw anything different. And, you know, the under is a, a decent number, um, you know, honestly, way higher than I thought it was going to be, um, you know, depending on where you're looking. Uh, as of right now, it's 46 and a half. So that feels high to me. You know, a 27 to 17 game is still the under. And that even sounds outrageous to me. So I don't think they are going to be a lot of scoring in this one. Uh, really hope I don't see a lot of defensive touchdowns here but you know something crazy would have to happen in order for that to hit the over in my opinion so i expect a defensive battle and i'd be shocked otherwise
1: yeah i can uh i can agree with reed on that one i think riley leonard being out is a big deal for duke this uh this duke offense is pretty uh miserable when he's not playing um they really just don't have have much on offense if he's not in the game. And as Reed said, Louisville wants to run the ball. Um, but I really like Duke to be able to shut down the run the same way they shut down Notre Dame from running the ball, the same way they shut down Florida State from running the ball. I would predict that Louisville probably won't be able to run the ball in this game whatsoever. And with that being said, I think Duke is going to win this game outright. And, yes, I will be putting my m- mouth – my money where my mouth is okay Reed. so thank you where are you gonna put that mouth
0: what <laughs> <laughs> that mouth do
1: whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> but yeah you, you get my drift. thanks for being a little bit sus on the pod um yeah i, li- I like duke to win this game out red and it will be on my board this week so thank you
0: All right. Um, In this one, I'm with Reed. I like the under here. I don't see any way that these teams score. Uh, If Duke had a healthy Riley Leonard, I would take them here, but uh, I do not want to trust that backup whatsoever. So I will not, and I will just take the under here. I think this ends like 17-13, 2013, something like that. So uh, let's go from a complete dumpster to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville, Florida. We have number one Georgia and unranked Florida who is uh, bumping up against their win total. Mr. Roloff's a big one here for you. Uh, Georgia favored by a little over two touchdowns. Seems like they've been favored by 14 and a half a lot this year. This is another one where they are totals for 47 and a half. This is the traditional CBS afternoon spot two thirty, which is where all three of our games are actually. So, uh, Grayson, let's go to you first here. What are you? What are your thoughts about number one? Just like in general, the outdoor cocktail party, and uh, then the game.
1: Oh, you know, I'm. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts are on that. What is the? Uh, what What's going on with this outdoor uh, block party? I'm really not sure. I really have no idea.
0: So, yes. like you know how Texas and OU is like the Red River rivalry or whatever. Yeah, they have. They have for Florida, Georgia, instead of you know some cheesy nickname they went with, they just nicknamed it the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, and okay. uh, it's been that way for a while. Kind of like El Asico, it's just like an assumed nickname. Okay. So that makes that, that makes sense. So that makes sense. Uh, that's what it is. But uh, I honestly didn't even know these.
1: Uh, yeah, I honestly didn't even know these teams were like a rivalry game. If I'm going to be honest with you, I. I anyways. To get my point across, um, University of Georgia obviously is a really good team. Uh, with Brock Bowers out, are they going to struggle offensively? Probably. I don't think they're going to struggle offensively big time or anything, but I don't like them covering the over two touchdown spread in this game, except for, especially for it being in the swamp. I think that Florida – doesn't win this game, but I think they keep it close enough that Georgia doesn't cover.
0: Grayson, we just established this game is in Jacksonville, not the swamp. Terribly sorry. That's on me. So uh, not a Florida home game, which is tough for them since they do kind of suck away from, away from the swamp. But uh, Reed, what's it, what's it mean all to you?
2: Yeah, this is just a stay away spot for me completely. You know, could I see a game where, you know, Florida muddies it up and is able to, you know, keep it relatively close, maybe. Can I see a world where George just blows the doors off of Florida? Yes. So, you know, I don't think Florida stands much of a chance in this one just because of their, you know, I don't think their offense is going to be able to do a whole ton against this Georgia defense. But, you know, I don't feel really strongly either way. Uh, I'm begging Florida not to end my season win total here with a win. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting ride for Florida the rest of the way out, as they are probably not going to be favored in many more games.
0: Yeah, so uh, I like the over in this one. Strangely enough, uh, this is the same Florida defense that allowed the corpse of South Carolina to score 37 on their head. The same Florida defense that allowed... um, Gosh, who did they allow to score 30? Oh, Kentucky. They they allowed Kentucky to just steamroll them on the ground. The, those were both games away from the swamp. This one is away from the swamp. I think Florida's defense doesn't stand a chance here. I think Georgia can name their number, Bowers or not. And uh, if Georgia is uninterested by the second half, I think Florida can probably sneak up anywhere near 20 points. So, yeah, I think this thing's probably like, you know, 38-20. Thirty-eight, seventeen, 17 something like that and uh that would cash in over pretty easily so i like points in this one i think we'll be going over the total here
2: so yeah, that, that will do
0: it for our uh ranked games reed what did you have there
2: uh, i was gonna say i don't hate that i, I think it's you know it, points are possible i i just I have a hard time thinking Florida is just capable of scoring a ton of points against this Georgia defense. You know, I know, I know they're not what they have been in the past, but uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, if, you know, Georgia put up a whole ton um, against this Florida D.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. So maybe Georgia can get most of the way there themselves. And then we don't have to rely on Graham Mertz very much. That's always a good strategy when, uh, when playing Florida is just hope that the other team can do most of it themselves. So, uh, Good stuff there. Coming up next, we will do our upset specials, our favorite favorites, and uh, then we will be on to Triple G. So that and more coming up next. All right, gentlemen, coming back. It is time for our upset specials of the week. Uh, Grayson, I want to kick it off to you first. You you were talking some big game in the break there. I want
1: to hear. I want to hear your upsets this week. You know. My uh, my starting upset's got to be, I like Kentucky to uh, pull the upset on Tennessee and Lexington this weekend. Um, I just feel like this is a good spot for Kentucky to be in, especially at home. So I like Kentucky in that one. And in my second game, or my second upset I have, I like Arizona over Oregon State. I think Arizona is one of the hottest teams in NCAA right now. And, you know, I love this game and I love this spot for Arizona, so... Give me Arizona. Give me Kentucky. Those are...
0: Love it. Uh, Reed, you do this for a living on your podcast. Let's go ahead and hear what you got for us on the upset front.
2: You know, one that I sneaky like, you know, it's not the biggest upset, but Syracuse over Virginia Tech actually tomorrow on ESPN. Uh, you know, Syracuse looking to bounce back. They are, you know, both these teams coming off a bye. I uh, think it's a decent spot for Syracuse, and you know I know you need it, so I think that one should be fascinating. Uh, you know, don't love a ton of the underdogs here, but another one is Baylor at home against Iowa State. You know, I know Iowa State's playing well, but Baylor, at some point, you figure they're going to put it together at some degree. So for the, for the boys in Waco, you know, they need something positive, and um, this might spark something.
0: It could. I mean, they've been feisty at home this year and a uh, good spot for them. So I w- they were on my list as well. Uh, for me here in the underdog role, uh, I think my favorite this week is a little bit cheating because they're just plus one. New Mexico is a far better team than Nevada. Nevada stinks. They shouldn't have won last week against San Diego State, but uh, San Diego State was a corpse. So I like New Mexico to get the win as a short pup there. Um, another one that I really like that, uh, this team was kind of falling off the radar. They had a buy Wyoming getting five and a half up in Boise. They're used to playing at altitude. The blue turf won't phase them. Weird things happen on the blue turf, but even weirder things happen in Laramie. So they're used to it. I like Wyoming getting some points there. I think they're alive to pull an upset. I've already gone over Utah. I think Utah is going to win that game outright against Oregon. And then lastly, keep your eye on Purdue this week, fellas. They're two and five, but they're only a two and a half point dog in Nebraska. Now, either the books have Nebraska just ridiculously low priced or they're onto something there. So just just keep your eyes peeled there. And uh, of course, Kansas, Kansas plus the 10 against OU. I'm on the record saying that OU is going to lose one of these next two weeks think that there's a good chance against the bean machine at 11 a.m. in Lawrence on Saturday. So I will take the 10 with Kansas there as well. Let's go to our favorite favorites. Uh, Reed, I'll kick it over to you first, my guy. What do you have in the way of your favorite favorites this week?
2: You know, obviously already touched on Oregon. Um, I'll I'll pick an under the radar one. You know, this is one that Probably, you know, I don't know where I guess you guys would fall on this. Uh, I have not been impressed with Wisconsin all year long, and they are playing a Ohio State team who is playing some good football. You know, they are winning close games. Doesn't really matter how you say it; they are finding ways to win. You know, big wins over Notre Dame and Penn State. I think Wisconsin is just not a good football team right now. They're five and two, but that is not indicative of you know how they've played. I think Ohio State on the the road is going to just steam over the Badgers. And I know this line's at 14 and a half. I'd be shocked if it was under 20.
0: Grayson, what do you got?
2: I think in my
1: first game, I really like SMU at home over Tulsa. Tulsa just came out and got slaughterhouse by Rice last week. And I think it's going to be hard to bounce back from that game, especially being on the road. And playing that early morning 11 a.m. game. So, I like SMU there. I also like Washington over Stanford in that game. I think just Washington's going to come out and going to be fired up after their close game the last week against Arizona State. And I think that Michael Penix Jr. might throw for a gazillion yards in this game. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they cover that 26.5 and more. So... Give me me Washington big.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, For me, I'm starting late with the latest game on the slate, actually. Give me San Jose State, the fighting Chevin Cordero's heading to the island. Uh, It's 10 and a half. I love that. I think that they are a far better team than the record would say. And this Hawaii team uh, is not very good. So I will take the Spartans over the fighting Timmy Changs of Hawaii. Um, Another one that I really like this week is going to be uh, UCLA. Now, some quarterback questions there, but this Colorado team has proven that uh, they cannot stop a runny nose, so I will be taking uh, UCLA to cover the 17 there. Also, just a quick sidebar. Did y'all see what Dion said about the the Michigan sign-stealing thing?
2: I did not. A little bit. Refresh me.
0: So he said uh, basically something along the lines of, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if these guys like mail you the whole scouting report. You still got to go stop it. I was like, yep, that's spoken like a guy whose defense allows 42 points a game, like his does. So they could, they could mail him a scouting report and his defense would still allow 32 points a game. (laughs) You just hate to see it. But uh, anyhow, we'll keep it moving here. Um, as far as favorites go, um, what do you guys think about USC this week? Headed to Cal, kind of a weird spot. You got to think they bounce back at some point, but you know, is this Cal team the get-right spot that everybody thought that uh, Utah was?
2: I think Cal is actually better than people think. You know, I actually don't think this is a bad football team. You know, they are obviously the underdogs here and for probably good reason, but I don't hate this Cal team and USC has shown nothing for me to think that they're going to lay 11 points or, or whatever it's at. So, you know, I don't, I hated this line either way, but I, I don't hate this Cal team. I think they're more than capable and, you know, at home, could we see something crazy where USC goes down? Would it be that crazy? I don't know. So, you know, they, they hung with Oregon state um, and, you know, put up a number of points in Washington. I know that game was over, but, and you know, this is not, I think, the Cal team we're accustomed to seeing where there's just the, a bottom feeder They're, You know, I think they're relatively competitive. So it's an interesting spot for USC. You know, they need to come out and, and put up a performance or, you know. I just don't think the vibes are good over there. I think there's too much Cale Williams, star power, pouting. It's just it's not a good deal. And I'd be shocked, actually, if they turned it around.
0: Yeah, I kind of would be, too, at this point. Like, they've been dead for long enough that, uh, you know... Wouldn't be shocked to see them just be, uh, be DOA, a little dead on arrival there. So, uh, I like, uh, UTSA this week. Meep, meep. What is that sound you hear, gentlemen? That is right. That is the meep, meep road coming along. Meep, meep. And, uh, so, uh, I like them. This ECU team is dreadful. They just lost to Charlotte last week. Uh, Just truly atrocious. So I like UTSA there. And uh, lastly for me, Texas. The Malik Murphy era could potentially be starting here. And uh, I think that they can cover that number against BYU away from uh, the mountains, away from the altitude, and also away from all those screaming Mormons. So uh, we will take the lovely uh, Texas Longhorns this week. Grayson, what do you have?
1: Oh you know uh I don't know do you do you guys like Clemson in this game at NC State? I feel like that's kind of a tough a tough spot for them to be in maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah, I want no part of it just no this Clemson it. team might be a corpse
1: Okay I'm all about that. I can agree with that. I do like Notre Dame against Pitt at Notre Dame. I think that's gonna be a good spot for Notre Dame to be in. Especially coming off this bye week, I think Notre Dame probably is going to have a a good game plan together for this Pittsburgh team that they have to take serious after Pittsburgh upset Louisville. So, I think Notre Dame's going to come out and have to uh, have to put a hurting to them and show prove to the uh, you know to the uh, the people that Louisville was a fluke game for us to lose. So, I like Notre Dame to win that game big there.
2: I I got a hypothetical here that I thought I'd throw out there. At what point? do we start talking about James Madison as if they keep going undefeated, you know, what is it going to take to start the conversation? I'm not going to finish it to start the conversation of them. Potentially, you know what?
0: Well, they're ineligible this year for any postseason because of their transition thing. So uh, you would have to talk to the NCAA about that one. And given their uh, history, I'm not sure you'll have much progress.
2: Why is that a rule? Is is So for my understanding, if you move up, you have to sit out. Why is why does that exist?
0: That's a great question. I don't know. Like, if you're good enough, like, why can't you just go ahead and compete? Like, if James Madison goes 12-0, and why can't they go play? I mean, they wouldn't be number four. Like, a Sunbelt team is not getting that. But, no. like, why couldn't they in theory? Like, let's make it happen. What's the worst that could happen? We already saw Cincinnati go and get obliterated. Like why not let's see James Madison go and get obliterated.
1: Yeah. See, I think we need we need the playoffs to be uh to be upgraded and more teams sooner. Like this season would have been a great time for it to be like that. Um really. I know it's it's is it happening next year or the following year? It's next year, right?
2: Next year.
0: Yes sir, next year. I, thought,
1: I was about to say, but this this would have been a good year for it. I feel like there's so many good teams in college football and it's so hard to tell who's it's hard to tell who really is good. Like we are I think we're still not sure if Florida State's a good team right now. I mean, they've kind of they beat LSU as their big huge win that they have on their schedule so far and they beat Duke without Riley Leonard playing and or at least not playing the second half. So I don't know how much we love Florida State right now and at the moment if we don't know if anybody's going to be able to beat them in in the ACC. So I think this would have been a good year for them to have that uh, that upgraded playoffs. To see teams like how UCF uh, 100 years ago or whatever it was, five or six years ago when they beat Auburn in their bowl game and Auburn beat Alabama and Alabama won the natty. And they were like, we're the proclaimed national champions because we undefeated and beat Auburn. So I think that's it's going to be nice to see that happen for sure.
0: I agree. The more the more high level football games we get, the better. And sure, there's going to be some blowouts, but we've seen every time Notre Dame goes to the playoffs, they get blown out anyway. So what what's more of that? Like, there's no difference. That breaks.
1: Tap them now. <laughs> My dad. Will it make you feel part better
0: part if Notre Dame's this. a nine seed and uh, and they get obliterated rather than being a three seed and getting obliterated?
1: I think Notre Dame wouldn't get obliterated by anybody this year. Genuinely, I mean, we got obliterated by Louisville, but I don't know if that counts really. <laughs> Why
2: Ohio. would that not count? that even because, because we a just played.
1: There. We came out and played like we were deaf and blind. I mean, I don't want to tell you. Okay, we didn't play well.
2: Yeah, so it's gonna be better when you're playing Georgia, and you know, and we played Ohio
1: State perfectly fine, didn't we?
2: Well, they don't have an offense. Minutes. That was also early in the year when you know we, we didn't know who they were offensively. We we're starting to get a little bit more of a grasp.
1: Oh, well well, we don't really That's know. Saying something because
0: Reed is still biased from uh Ryan Day screwing him over.
1: Yeah Reed, yeah. Reed thinks that that Ohio State still doesn't have an offense after they go out and beat Penn State, who's supposed to have this wildly good defense, and they beat Penn State without a, a Mecca a Boca and Henderson. So, and both guys, both those guys seem to play perfectly fine in Notre Dame. So, yeah, sit there, be quiet. They Notre scored Dame's- two offensive touchdowns. I don't care.
2: Listen, plenty of, plenty of time, boys. You know, we are, we are in week, we're about to be in week nine. Plenty of time. Listen, the Notre Dame game was early. You're having a freshman quarterback out there. Kyle McCord is getting better. He still doesn't have a running game. And, all he's throwing to is Marvin right now. By the end of the year, and I can't even believe I flipped on this, I've actually become an Ohio State fan just because defense wins championships. They have the best defense that they've ever had, maybe ever, and they have some of the best skill positions. So their their floor is very high.
1: Do you think they're going to beat Michigan, Reed? Do you think they will beat Michigan?
2: It would be really funny if this was the year they actually do because you know the last couple of years – They've been the favorite and have lost, so it'd be pretty ironic if you know this would finally be the year. Uh, the game is in Michigan, right? I believe it, so. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, is. Yes, yeah. sir. I don't think they stand it. It's it, that'll be tough. That'll be a that'll be a big time win if they do it that. Then they are, they're the number one team in the country on the the college Bowl playoff.
0: It depends if Connor Stallions is running around the uh, the the stands. You know, I mean, what what could happen with that?
1: Sorry, the Sam Houston State just tied up the game with UTEP, and then UTEP just turned over the ball. So I apologize. Th- there's four minutes left. Eat so. them up, cats. Eat them up, yeah. cats. That's what I get for talking smack on Sam Houston because they just came back from down big. Okay, <laughs> they just they just ate them up for real. Okay. So, um, yeah. So sorry to sorry to ruin the conversation on Michigan Ohio State. I apologize, guys. No, you I think it's a good time to pivot here. <laughs> that's uh, that's fine with me. Or uh, after this, uh, after this short break, I think we'll uh, we'll just go ahead and get into get into Triple G then. So after this short break.
0: All right, Grayson, coming back, it's time for Triple G. The ball is in your court. You're our point guard. You're Jason Kidd. Who, insert your favorite point guard, Luca. you know, Anthony Edwards, maybe Mike Conley if you're roll Roloff. So uh, let's see what you got, Grayson. Go ahead.
1: So a little bit of breaking news in the NFL this week. I swear the NFL is listening to uh, Triple G every single week because every time I say something – they seem to just go along with it. So uh Derrick Henry is now up on the trade block, and the Ravens are in the lead to get Derrick Henry right now. So that's an interesting uh ordeal. I think us talking about the Titans needing to uh needing to tank and uh needing to uh get some trades away to get some picks was you know bound to happen. Moving into some of the games for the week, you know, it's a rough week in the NFL to put it into perspective. Uh, Bears are playing the Chargers on primetime on Sunday night. Uh get to see Tyson Badgett start again for the Bears. So that'll be that'll be enjoyable to watch. Uh Monday night, we'll get the Raiders versus the Lions. Uh get to see a good matchup in Max Crosby against Panay Sewell. And you know, Jimmy G is back from the uh back from the dead. So uh Reed, just want to uh just want to bring this up to you real quick. Is is Josh McDaniels the the worst head coach in the NFL?
2: The worst, uh, maybe. You know, I, he's not a good one. I'll tell you that. And he's, you know, your job as a coach is to bring people together, and he's seemingly doing the opposite. So, you know, his time is numbered there. You know, just another Belichick disciple who has not lived up to expectations. So. Kind of a common theme that we've seen under his coaching tree. The moral of the story, he's gotta go. And I, I'm shocked that you know he's honestly lasted this long. And I don't think there's a chance he's there at the end of the year.
1: Like uh like we talked about last week with uh Derek Henry, if we get closer to this trade deadline and the Raiders just don't seem to have much of a chance of making the playoffs at all right now they're 3 and 4 so it's not completely out of the question but it's getting close to there if they're completely out of the question here is it is it time to trade away devonte adams what do you guys what are you guys thoughts there
2: i think you know at this point what what is this contract situation how many years do he have left on there do you know i do not let me see yeah, well even without that i think that You know, are the Raiders going to be competitive to win a Super Bowl in the next blank years that is left on his contract? I would imagine it's probably a couple. Um, Four years left? Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, Even then, are the Raiders built for... You know, are they close? No. Value right now, I'm not sure what you get back for Devonta, You know, obviously a a big-time contract, so that definitely... Doesn't help, but you know, can you get a second and a fourth for Devontae? Is somebody going to give that up something around there? I, I think if you can find that, you just have to, you got to rebuild, you know, they are, the last place you want to be in the NFL is mediocrity. You know, we could talk long and hard about this, but it's, you. there's, you gotta have a direction. And I just don't really understand the direction they're going. They don't have a young quarterback. That is, you know, capable. They don't have – I know you love their backup. He's not the guy, Grayson. Uh,
1: he doesn't get a chance. He hasn't gotten a chance. Instead, we'd rather play stinking Brian Hoyer, who went 14 for 34 last week for 113 yards and a pick. Okay? We want somebody else. Why play this guy? He's 0-13 in starts. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. It just doesn't.
2: I just, I just don't understand what their, you know, philosophy is – you know, they're not good enough. They don't have a good enough roster to win with a guy like Jimmy G. And I don't think they're relatively close there either. So I just, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on.
0: So uh, the Raiders are truly stuck in the middle. You could say they're stuck in the middle with the Vikings, you know, just aimless directionless have assets, not willing to trade them out of the the faint hope that they could somehow contend in a year where, the top of their conference is loaded enough to where it's just not likely that they would be any sort of contender at all. Yeah. They should absolutely try to get a, a second or a third round pick out of Devonte. You got to start somewhere, unload him, make him happy to where he can go compete somewhere, do right by yourself, give yourself the extra asset. And yeah, go try and build, man. You can go find plenty of good receivers in the second or third round. Uh, it might take some time, but to be honest, Devonte's not on your timeline anyways. Like, go get a guy who can develop with your core and uh, just m- go get young and get better. That's what you need.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing that drives me nuts about this Raiders team at the moment is that we had the chance, we got Tyree Wilson and instead of Jalen Carter, which is just mind blowing to me why we did that. Um, and instead of the the cornerback from Oregon, what's, what's that guy's name, Reed?
0: Christian Gonzalez.
1: There we go. Good job, Etzel. I knew one of you guys had it. Um, instead of him as well. And then we turn around in our second pick. We take Michael Mayer, who I was like, this is the best pick we've ever made. And then we don't throw the ball to him. We don't he's only good at catching the football. You don't throw the ball to him. It just just doesn't make any sense. So not a not a happy Raiders fan right now. Um good thing we have a lot of quarterbacks in the draft this upcoming year. So we'll probably get a we'll probably get a pick of a, of a few so moving into debatably one of the best games of the week um we got the bucks versus the bills on thursday night as josh allen gets to face debatably one of the nfl's best defenses um who do we like in this game and is there is there a defense better than better than the bucks i mean etzel
0: um i mean i gotta be honest i haven't watched a ton of bucks football i think part of it is due to the just competition they have played the lions went in there and didn't hang up a ton of points but they also didn't give up many so i think that's just the type of game they play they play grimy football they don't they limit possessions they don't let you get explosive plays they don't get explosive plays themselves and uh they just play everything in a phone booth so i'm not sure it's as much as a great defense as it is like their entire game plan and strategy is to limit the amount amount of exposure that they can have on their team.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree with you there, Reed. You got uh, you got anything on this?
2: Yeah, I just I have not been impressed with the Bills all year long. You know, it's just you know, it feels like there's always just there's something missing, and they have not just put it together. The Bucks, I think, good story. Playing a weak division. I think it'll end. Um, I don't think they'll finish as a very good team, but yeah, this game doesn't do a whole lot for me. Um, not a lot to say.
1: Yeah. Moving into, uh, moving into another game this week, we're going to talk about how the 49ers are probably going to have their hands full against the Bengals this week. You know, everybody's favorite Sam Darnold is going to get the start this week for the 49ers as Brock Purdy is under concussion protocol um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm worried about the 49ers here. Uh, Etzel, what do you, what do you have on this game?
0: Yeah. So without Croc Turdy being in there, it's going to be tough. I mean, I know Shanny is great at calling offense. Uh, Darnold definitely fits the mold of unathletic guy who can drive the bus and distribute the ball out to his weapons. But when the weapons are hurt, you don't have Trent Williams. Debo's been hurt in and out of the lineup. McCaffrey's been dealing with an oblique thing. Not sure you want to put him out there too terribly much. It just limits what they can do. I think the Bengals are in a good spot here coming off the bye week. They've had two weeks to prepare for this. I think they uh, they win the game. I don't know what the spread is. I haven't looked at it. But I do think the Bengals are in the better spot, and they will come out on top in this one.
2: Three and a half point underdogs as of now, so... Maybe you could parlay that one and Utah for the heck of it.
0: <laughs> Who could say?
1: Yeah, not, not a bad, not a bad one there. Uh, moving into our last topic on triple G for the day. Uh, we talked about the concussion and Brock Purdy. I want to stay on the uh, subject of concussions and, I want to talk about Jamal Adams getting a $50,000 fine for interfering with a neurotrauma consultant on the sidelines after Jake Bobo got absolutely murdered by Dax Hill in the Seahawks versus Bengals game. So it's just very interesting that Jamal Adams tries to get in a fight with the uh, neurotrauma consultant over on the sideline while he's just trying to check out one of his teammates for an absolute head injury. So we love that. Um, talking going into the uh this whole issue on fines you know are the nfl fines getting out of hand i mean we've the nfl earns roughly four million dollars a year in fines from these nfl players and if it is getting out of hands or are we going to be a no socks kind of podcast from now on or how are we feeling guys
2: not sure what that means by any means but uh I, I do think the NFL is getting way out of hand with their fines. You know, some of the stuff that they're fining for, you know, you wake up on Tuesday, you go on Twitter and, or X, as you call it now, and you, you see some of the stuff that's got fined from the past week. And it's just unreal. It's like, how is this even, this isn't even football anymore. I mean, people are tackling, <laughs> people are tackling just regular, you know, quarterback. Quarterback gets protected like crazy nowadays. You can't even fall on him. You know, you have to, hit and kind of lean off. So it's just, it's just, I don't think it's good for the game. This it's not, I understand preaching safety, but it's just, they've gone overboard and Goodell must be going broke. He must've spent too much time in Vegas since they've expanded there. Cause I mean, there's no reason they need to be fine and stuff like this.
0: I mean, Rogers just, just got to fund the Christmas party. He's got to fund his Christmas party, his Christmas bonuses he's got, he's got things to do. He's got people to see. And you know, that private jet doesn't fill itself up. So he's going to let his employees do it for him. So that's what he's there for.
1: So Reed said he didn't understand the no socks part of, uh, of the podcast. And I'm talking over to the good man, Tyreek Hill, who's been fined over $150,000 this year for not wearing socks during his NFL football games. Um, so yes, I think we could stand on our standpoint that maybe we could be a no socks podcast. Okay, guys. I mean, it's just as, as Reed lists his up with no socks on, um, just got the dogs out playing late at night.
2: <laughs> the dogs are barking, man. They, they come to stay.
1: Uh, so I just think that's crazy that the NFL can come around and, uh, can find you if you're not wearing your long socks during your NFL game. And sometimes it gets toasty out there, and the dogs are getting toasty too. Okay, um, that's gonna that's gonna conclude Triple G for the day. Uh, after this, we're gonna be moving into our odds and ends uh, subject. So, be back in a second.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for uh, Nick Bosa, who's now a Skims ambassador. I mean, that all he does is show show a skim now. So, you know, hate to see it. Kim Kardashian's brand, too. It's just gross. Take it away from me. (laughs) Next. All right, gentlemen, coming back. It is time for everybody's favorite or least favorite segment, depending on who you are. It is time for odds and ends. And we're starting off on the diamond, gentlemen. It is time for the World Series. And the local Texas Rangers have gotten there somehow, some way. They defeated Houston in seven games in a a turn of events that I'm not sure anybody could have seen coming. Uh, Let's kick it over to you guys for some reaction here. I mean, Reed, your team saw the Astros in the playoffs. Did you think the lowly Rangers would give them a a series or win it?
2: You know, I definitely thought they had a chance if they could hit, which, you know, is what got them there in the first place. You know, this offense has been – you know, you top to bottom, you look and everybody seems to have 20 home runs on this roster. And, you know, you figure if they can hit enough, they can beat anybody. And that's really what they did. And Houston, no more no more uh, trash cans to bang on. So they were limited in that aspect. And, you know, they didn't have enough offense when it came down to it.
0: All out of trash cans down there in Houston. You just hate to see it. Uh, Grayson, what was your... Uh... What did you think about the series in general, man? It was a it was a fun one, 7 games. We don't watch a whole lot of regular season baseball, so you know, basically eyes wide open for this entire time, but a, a fun
1: series. Oh yeah, definitely a fun series. Really interesting to see both of these teams lose every single game at home. I think that's really odd. And then they pulled up the statistic in game 7 of that the Astros actually have a better record on the road throughout the uh for throughout the regular season, then at home. So also thought that was really interesting. You'd think it'd be the other way around, but apparently not for the Astros. Apparently they just bang trash cans on the road nowadays. Um, So that's, that's all fun and games and whatnot, but that's all. You got any, any players that you think are, uh, are standouts for this uh, Rangers team? Obviously Garcia has got to be, got to be a standout for, for you, but anybody else that you, you're really impressed with,
0: I think it's got to be the bullpen. You know, Jose Leclerc came in clutched up in the closer role, obviously blew the one in game five, but that was tough with the, uh, you know, the fight that happened and having to go sit for a while. So we'll give him a pass there. And then Josh Saborz, who I thought his name was Sbarro at one point. Apparently it's not. But, uh, you know, he pitched a great postseason so far. He's thrown like eight and two thirds innings, one run. So he's been outstanding. It's all just going to come down to the pitching here. Got to assume that after another week off, Scherzer will be that much closer to being uh, 100%. Obviously in the playoffs, Montgomery and Nathan Navaldi have been fantastic. So if you can get in a seven-game series, if those guys can start five of the games for you, I think they have a great chance to win it. So it just depends. But this Arizona team has been hot too. Obviously winning the last two in Philly, was no small feat and uh, they're playing good ball too at the moment, but uh, let's go around the horn here. Pick, pick your winner. And in how many games, Grayson, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, I think the, uh, I think the Rangers are going to win this one in five. I think this is I uh, I don't, I think the Diamondbacks backs are good, but I think the Rangers are just too hot right now to not win this in five. So give me the Rangers.
2: Yeah, I think that, you know, I would probably would have said Rangers in five two, but you know, this is, nobody would have thought the Diamondbacks, I think they were the, the least betting, or I guess, in terms of when the playoffs came out, they were, out of all the teams, the the least favorable odds to win the World Series, and here they are, they, I mean, I, I can't believe it, I just feel like at some point, the luck's got to end, and, uh, and I'd probably say Rangers in five as well, I hate to... Pick you back off Grayson, but you know anything could happen, and that's the fun part about sports. That's what's great about baseball is you know teams can can get hot, and you know, it doesn't really matter who's on the roster or how talented they are. It, truly, anything could happen. But uh, I think the Rangers do end up winning this. Just offensive firepower. You know, I will say Corey Seager. I was you know famous meme. He's not familiar with your game. I obviously knew he was good, but for him to get paid as much as he did, I thought it was an overpay. The guy has been an absolute dog. so uh, It's a fun Rangers team, and fun to you know bring the energy to our city here.
0: That they have. Arlington is going to be a busy place this weekend. Games one and two of the World Series are being played Friday and Saturday. And then Cowboys play Sunday at noon against the Rams. So... If you need anything in Arlington this weekend, my advice would be just to don't need anything and uh, try again Monday. So I will take the Rangers in six. I think they get it done at home. Uh, I think that it's too easy for this offense to get going. Obviously the, the diamondbacks bullpen has been good. Their starters have been good, but I think world series is a different moment. Maybe the lights will be too bright. Maybe, maybe they just freeze up in the moment who could say. So I'll take Rangers in six and I think your MVP is probably going to be Corey Seager, you know, coming back for more after the 2020 playoffs. So that's
1: who I would go with. Interesting. Interesting. I think, uh, I think Garcia might be hitting too hot for, uh, for you not to want to take him. He has seven home runs in the postseason right now. So, um, He's he's playing he's playing pretty hot. If he could continue those stats, he'll probably be uh, there probably won't be any reason to not think that he'd be the be the guy to win an MVP here. So, like the Rangers, still Reed, you got any any picks on uh on an MVP here?
2: You know, I probably would lean Seager too. Um, he's just he's consistent. You know, it's you know at, at this point. Probably not going to be a pitcher. There's got to be somebody in that lineup. Uh, you know, it would be fun one. Give me Jonah Heim. Why not? I like the guy. Good hitter. It's
0: always Heim time. I don't hate that at all. Great defensive catcher as well. So that's enough of the baseball, gentlemen. I can't hardly stand it. But uh, the World Series is – Playoff baseball has been awesome this year. So happy to give it its due. But we have to get on to the most pressing detail of this podcast. So it came out from, gosh, what was the tweet from? Like the Daily Star, maybe one of those big aggregator sites. I saw it from my guy Jack Mack on uh, TikTok. A list came out, a lady posted it on Facebook. And she said that her friends helped her gather up this list of 28 places that women will not go on a first date. And obviously, there's some good answers here. There's some that make me scratch my head. Um, I won't get into all 28, but we will here because what we're going to do, we're going to draft 1 through 28 in order of which ones we would like to go to the most. So uh, as you know, as usual, we'll do 1 to 50 on the random number generator. And I want number 10 today, gentlemen, so you guys can discuss amongst yourselves which numbers you would like to take.
2: 37. I will be. Yeah, that's fine. I'll go
1: 21.
0: Grayson, what was yours?
1: 37.
0: All right, so 10, 21 and 37. Best of luck, gentlemen. 31 is the number. Bang. Grayson's first, Reed is second, I am third and fourth, Reed is fifth, Grayson sixth. We'll snake it around until we're through all 28. So nothing out of left field, although I'm sure one of these could be compared to gobstoppers or jack-in-the-box. So we will just have to see. Uh, Grayson, the floor is yours, my friend.
1: Have at it. In, uh, in slot number one, the place that I wanted to go, uh, give me a, a sporting event or sporting events.
0: Easy choice there. Who wouldn't like to go to a, an NFL game, even a college game? Just so much fun. The smaller, the better. The more intimate it is. Good stuff.
2: All right. All right. All right. The obvious choice. Uh, yeah. I'm going to lock in the gym. That is somewhere I go every day. It's my favorite part of the day. So, locking that one in.
0: You know, it was, First date might my... be a little aggressive, but yeah,
2: yeah. it was high on my. It was, it, 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 what did we agree on? What What is the parameters here?
0: I guess I did say places that we would like to go. So yeah, yeah that yeah, checks yeah, yeah. out.
1: That's fair. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: Places
2: that well, we it, would matter, go. it matters if that's if it, if it is it us or a date. No, no,
1: no it's places we yeah like places, places we would like to go. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It, the it, gym.
1: Hey, Jim, Jim was up there for me as well. I, I just didn't think there was any way you guys were going to take it, so I thought I'd be able to slide later on. But Good pick, Reed. I liked that.
2: Appreciate that, Grayson.
0: All right. So here in the three and the four, easy choice here for me at the number three. I can't believe it's still here. Uh, bowling is my first choice. Who doesn't love bowling? There's never a bad time or a bad person to go bowling with. It's just an outstanding time, especially if if a few beverages can be had. Uh, Yeah, it's an easy choice for me at the three. I will take bowling at my number three. And then number four, my second pick here, is one that I'm going to go a little bit down the board with, but hear me out. Somewhere that requires a long drive. You get to plug in a nice playlist. You get to plug in a good podcast. You get to just enjoy the peacefulness of being on the road. I love that kind of thing. So, maybe maybe a bit of a reach, but you know, the destination is not always the end goal. Sometimes it's the friends you make along the way, and that is the long drive for me. So, I will take that with my second pick.
1: How, how long of a drive are we talking? Are we talking Oklahoma City to Dallas or are we talking Oklahoma City to Nebraska?
0: I think a long drive would be considered
1: like anything over an hour. Okay. Yeah, I
2: think so too.
1: Yeah. Fair. Because I, see, I'm cool with like anything over four hours and it just starts to become miserable being in the car. Like the perfect drive for me is Oklahoma City to Dallas. It's like three and a half hours. It's perfect. Anything over four hours is just, it's, it's miserable to be in the car.
0: I think six hours is about my limit. Anything under six is, I can do. So I think Lake Charles is about the, uh, the extent of my limit of single single sitting driving.
2: That's fair. Oh, I guess it picks back up to me, huh? Indeed. Well, all right. A lot of options here? You can go a lot of ways with this. Um. But now I'm gonna kind of tail off my my first one here, and go with Chipotle. Uh, you know, you go to the gym and then you go to Chipotle. That's a that's a fantastic one-two punch. Well, I like it. You a big I bowl guy, like or are
0: you uh, you going for the burrito?
2: Listen, Ed, so I'm so glad you asked because listen, I like both. So you know what I do? I get the bowl, I ask for a side tortilla, I eat half the bowl, and then I make myself a burrito with the other half. Weight gain 101. That is bulking season. Best bang for your buck. You get out of there with eight seventy-four is your total. I got that's a lie. Two meals in one. It's not eight seventy four, but all right. All right, dude. Before inflation, my bad. It's dude. ten, spent-
1: 10 seventy four. I went yesterday.
2: Um well no dude, you, you probably get like friggin' double steak and guacamole and no, five extra burrito wraps. I
1: don't get anything extra. No double steak. You no. have to get I the get, extra. You gotta I, get the guac. I get I get chicken. I don't add any queso or guac. That's just too much. I don't need it. I just need some mild salsa and some freaking sour cream, and I'm good to roll. Um, <laughs> uh Point being made, I actually had a good story on this. I'm sorry to break us off of our conversation. Um, Yesterday, I come home with a nice Chipotle bowl, and Taryn has this white rug that's in our living room, and I decided I was going to shake my Chipotle bowl in the container over top of the white rug, and my boy at Chipotle hooked me up for real, really good. So I'm shaking this over the top, and as many people know, if you shake a little bit too hard, you just like, you know, you bend the, the tin top to this thing and a quarter much Chipotle bowl lands right on the wet or right on the white rug. So I knew Taryn was gonna be home in roughly twenty minutes. So it was a mad dash to get that rug cleaned off before she got back. So it was uh it was something really interesting, man. That rug's that rug's expensive and I, I knew she would be really upset with me. So I had to get it clean real quick.
0: The white rug is a tough one. I mean it looks yeah. nice and clean but it is so easy to get dirty.
1: It's like it's like having white sofas, man. It's like having white sofas. I
0: mean, it's like wearing white shirts. You got to be very particular about when you break out the white shirt.
2: Yeah, it's white shoes. That's the hard part, dude. Oh, white shoes yeah. don't. Lie.
1: White that's, shoes. That's, are bad.
2: The Air oh. Forces are nice for the first two weeks, and then after that, it's like, well, these are my my now lounge shoes because they're they're not clean anymore.
1: I agree. I agree. Well, moving into my number, my turn, uh, number two on the board, I got to go with an all-time favorite. I know it's a little bit expensive right now for no reason, but you know, you got to love the, uh, the breadsticks and you got to love the salad. I'm I'm going to take number five, Olive Garden right here. And moving into my third overall pick, uh, you know, uh, we have a little, we have a bunch of uh, family games that we play at my house during the holidays. A little Cards Against Humanity, you know, a couple little board games that we like to play. I, I think I'm taking family functions underneath my third spot. You love, love family functions entails everything. You talk about games, you talk about sitting out back with the with your family, drinking some beers. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into family functions here. So let me get let me get the third spot. I
2: like hanging out with the fam
0: respectable and wholesome.
2: We got a nice family guy over here, man. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of fill up my night here. I'm going to go with the movie night. So we got the gym, we got Chipotle and we got a movie night. Um, yeah, that, that sounds pretty good to me. looks like, uh, I got some fist pumps from Edsel and frustration. I love that even more. So, uh, I'm liking I'm liking my deck so far.
0: Yeah, that was going to be a pick for me here. Um unfortunate really. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine here. So, for me, there's been some good options taken off the board. Um my first one here, I'm going to do a bar just for drinks. Uh it's always a solid option, especially on, you know, you get out there There's something about a weeknight at a bar, too, where, you know, you get a small group together, you go watch a game or just hanging out after work, a little happy hour action. There's something about that. It just hits different. So I'll take that one just so I can get that sort of vibe in there. And then my second one, I'm a bit confused here between Starbucks and coffee dates being on the list. I'm not sure what the difference is between the two. I mean, unless we're going to... You know, like this upscale coffee shop. Um so for me, I'm going to go with a uh I'm gonna go with the ice cream. I think a good Brahms run is perfect. We love going out for a milkshake or a waffle cone, so we'll take that.
1: I don't hate it. I don't hate the I don't yeah, hate the ice yeah. cream choice there. I love
2: a it hurts, dude. That hurts. That was my next pick. If anybody knows me, I mean, I literally consume a gallon of ice cream like every five days. Just pound it, literally every night. I have ice cream literally every night. So,
1: Reed, uh, Reed used to, uh, Reed was a frequent flyer at the nearby Sonic in Bethany, Oklahoma. I think he would go there uh, four or five times a week during happy hour to get himself a large peanut butter uh, cookie dough shake. I believe was was the combination.
2: It was not the combination. Um, I'm an Oreo guy, Grayson. It was Y'all, peanut
1: butter Oreo, wasn't it?
2: Oreo. Yeah, listen.
1: I, yeah. I was so close, though. You mad props for being that close.
2: No, I appreciate you remembering that. That was a couple years ago, so you know I appreciate that. But listen, the crazy part: a large Oreo peanut butter shake from Sonic, like 1,700 calories.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's cash, man. That's easy.
2: It's it's unreal. But uh, you said you wanted
1: bulk.
0: There's your option.
2: Yeah, it is It is. It's fantastic. You know, sometimes you can't even... You They give you a straw. Straw is literally useless. You're not getting crap up that straw. Those things are thick. They're powerful. Um, it's just a good hearty shake, man. I mean, you can't go wrong. But, man, that was my pick for sure. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, you know a really underrated thing. Obviously, we know it's got some decent food you know I'm not the biggest fan of their food, um, but I will say they are one hundred percent that's the place to go if you want to watch some games you know they got forty five hundred screens you know you get an appetizer you know something I like to do is to get that starter tray so you get a little bit of every excuse me a little bit of everything and you can literally just sit there for a couple hours and vibe out on a nice Saturday afternoon so uh, that's my pick
1: love that love that well after uh, reed took buffalo wild wings i think there's no better option to take here than Wingstop. so i'm a nab wing stop is their their ranch is just absolutely unbeatable compared to everybody else top tier ranch top tier fries and you know if you don't love a nice little honey barbecue wing nightless little cajun wing nice little lemon pepper wing from them you know you're just missing out. Wingstop, it's top tier. It might it might destroy your stomach for the best part of fourteen hours after, but it's it's top tier. Reed, what do you got
2: for me? I gotta ask you: Have you ever had their Cajun corn? I have not. Grayson Winters, listen, dude.
1: Is it their street corn, or is it, or is it the corn that they actually put the seasoning on the outside, and it's like a little?
2: No, it's that. It's like Cajun. That Cajun corn. Whatever you just described.
1: It's a corn cob.
2: It, yeah, it, you cob it down, dude.
1: What do you got on this, Reed? Or <laughs> Edsel?
0: Reed, I'm once again wondering how you're not 350 pounds with how much food you consume.
2: <laughs> listen, it's, it's a great mystery. Um, but listen, Cajun corn, one of the best things I, I've literally ever had. Listen, I don't know what you guys consider spicy. I like to get the the bar, their barbecue whatever their homestyle barbecue is at Wingstop. It's only it's only a, a 2 out of 5 on the spicy scale. Every single time I eat those wings and that corn, my I start sweating. I I'm profusely sweating. So, Reed, I don't really read all things
1: read things like cinnamon gum is spicy and Toothpaste at times. Sprite. Reed thinks Sprite is spicy. Sprite is spicy.
2: McDonald's Sprite is spicy.
0: (laughs) 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 We got another food tank. Yes.
1: (laughs) Well we'll we'll get into that one later. Um so my final my fifth and final pick. I know Reed picked a movie night, and I think I'm just gonna go simple and just go not a movie night, but how about just two the movies? That's so. Uh, that's my fifth and final pick. Is is the movies?
0: Oh, we're stopping at five. I thought we were taking all of the options off the board. Oh, we
2: oh
1: we can take all of them if you want. I didn't know we weren't. Let's keep going.
2: There is a okay. an uneven. There's an uneven number here.
1: Yeah, there's twenty-eight. That's fine. We we can uh,
0: you know we'll have some overflow. That'll be all right.
2: Um. Okay. 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 Well, now Reed
1: doesn't know it's been picked off the list because he hasn't been calculating down.
2: It is a it is a, a big list here that I gotta. Okay, know. so
1: for the for the listeners who
0: maybe don't have this list in front of them, I believe the the somewhat complete what is left on the board includes Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, uh, your house, any fast food chain, Red Lobster. A buffet, IHOP and Denny's, uh, church, coffee dates, uh, nightclubs, the hookah bar, Waffle House, and that's it.
2: Oh, I forgot about wa- yeah, Waffle House for for sure, dude. W- Waffle House is f- listen breakfast food. Although I will say inflation, dude. What's going on Waffle House? Come on, used to be used to be a little bit more reliable and cheaper but dude hash browns you could just fill me up a, a, a plate of hash browns i would love listen great restaurant idea a place with bottomless hash browns you would get some good business dude
0: <laughs> i don't think they're worried about business there's enough drunk idiots to go in there at 2 a.m i mean i think they're set yeah they're
1: that's, that's, they're good yeah. Every everybody on staff has a is has a registered violation of some sort they all have been trained professionally in fighting um,
0: fully armed and dangerous
1: yes they all have they, they to become a kitchen worker at uh, waffle house you have to at least have one three-star felony on your list oh. <laughs> GTA the gta
0: style. stars are in the corners at all times yeah.
1: gta style three-star felony okay so,
0: oh goodness. Okay, so for my two picks here, uh, gotta be honest, gentlemen. I'm just gonna start firing from the hip for the for the content here. So, uh, number whatever number this is, I will take Applebee's just purely for the dollaritas, which are truly just awful. But uh, you know, just for the culture, we'll take that. And then I will take your house because what is better than my house? That's right, your house.
2: Uh, yeah 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 um okay i am going to go with a buffet how we slept on a buffet a buffet is still available once again i'm on i'm bulking so a buffet it doesn't even matter listen i've never had a bad buffet i know that might be a shocker to some I'm I'm more about quantity over quality. If it's good enough, it's good enough for me. And they always have unlimited ice cream machines, so that works too.
0: I figured with the amount of golden corrals that we'd went to, you would have stayed away from the buffet.
2: Listen, I'm not afraid of, of no golden corral. I, Even I, worse, I, the
0: Western Sizzler before three hours before kickoff.
2: No, you
1: guys did you guys ever have to experience Pizza Ranch? Yes. <laughs> yeah I ranch. oh man pizza pizza and fried chicken like who the hell makes these kind of buffets man
2: dude you get a big plate of potatoes you put corn in, in the middle and you put gravy in there and you mix it all up maybe some beans mm-hmm.
1: that's that's KFC's, at pizza ranch it's KFC yeah. famous bowl I'm pretty sure your pretty <laughs> yeah <wild>. it's fantastic yeah <laughs> Colonel
0: Sanders' famous recipe.
1: This is why. This
0: is why you.
1: This is why Reed always felt sick before games. She's like, ah, my tummy hurts. Extra
0: (laughs) scoop of potatoes and extra scoop of gravy the
1: night before. All right. Well, I gotta say, I
0: am scarred from the uh, the pizza ranch just purely because uh, I had it one day, and the next day my knee ripped in half. So, got to blame something. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know that's just—it's just not ideal for that to happen, Ed. It's just not ideal. So it's not
0: so. good. Anyhow, continue.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it, in my next pick, I'm taking chilies because everybody loves a nice little triple dipper from chilies and you know, a, a triple dipper and an El Presidente, and it's just over for you. So give me Chili. The Skillet Queso. The Skillet Queso Holy. is the best place. It's part part of the triple dipper, man. Come on. Minor. Is a triple dipper yeah, yeah.
0: slang or something else?
1: It's three appetizers. You get you get three choices appetizers. Yep, you can get Southwest egg rolls. You can get big mouth bites, which are the little burgers. Just get yourself some chi- some chicken crispers. Absolutely delicious.
2: They also have corn.
1: Yes, they also have corn.
0: Corn on the cob. What is wrong with you and corn?
2: I love corn. Yeah. I love corn on the you're, cob.
1: That's that's why you're so skinny. Is because your body never digests the corn. Okay, it never gets to seep into your <laughs> skin. It just goes straight. <laughs> Corn is literally the most
2: useless food of all time, but it, Cajun corn, man, let me tell you. So, all right, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Moving into my next pick. Um, you, you guys just, you guys are just letting me down here. I was letting you guys be godly today and I was going to let you guys pick it, but I'm going to have to take church. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate that church had to go this far down on the list. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. So give, give me the church.
0: Lord knows. At least it went too. ahead of the nightclub.
1: Nah, at least it went ahead of the nightclub, right? Usually the nightclub comes first, and then church comes after. So, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take we'll take church first this time, okay?
2: Um, okay, I got a good option here. I'm gonna go with IHOP. Uh, I like to go to IHOP pre 2017 when they had the CineStack pancakes. Dude, those were different. Those were so good. I do. That's th- all,
1: dude. IHOP does have some absolutely fantastic pancakes. I'm not gonna lie, and I and I'm a chocolate chip pancake. pancakes are top tier. Oh, when IHOP runs that that special where it's like all oh, you can eat pancakes, I could definitely do that as a fantasy challenge. Like you sit me down in IHOP and you say I have to be there for 24 hours, I would eat 24 pancakes and be over. The challenge would be over in the next hour. So, yeah, it's, it's simple as that.
0: Would you rather eat 24 pancakes or 100 crepes?
1: Do the crepes get like cool fillings and stuff? Because sometimes they do like strawberry crepes. I don't know if I would enjoy regular crepes. I've never had crepes. You get the
0: same flavor crepe as you do pancake.
1: Oh, Do they make chocolate? It's just crepes? that. They're really thin. It's so
0: thin that we have to give you like a hundred of them at least.
1: Interesting. I could probably eat a hundred silver dollar pancakes, I bet. Those are delicious as well. Like the ones that you get in the Walmart packages. All right, anyways. Reed Reed picked IHOP. All right, Ed, up to you.
0: Gosh, we got to be running out of options here pretty soon. So I will take the Cheesecake Factory. I'm surprised it's this far down. Uh, You know, say what you want about them, but decent establishment nonetheless. And, uh, I will, uh, I will pass some of these other ones on to you. I will take coffee dates, something about a good local coffee shop. Not bad. So, so we'll take that.
2: I'll go with Starbucks. Yeah. I don't think that was taken yet. Yeah, I uh, took Starbucks. I took it. All right. Well, I'll follow up with Denny's. You know, I got the breakfast dudes down on the lock. um, you know, you go to IHOP one night, and the the beauty is they're usually both open far too late than they should be. Um, I guess for good reason, but walking down breakfast.
0: Reed's yeah. going from the IHOP to the Waffle House to the Denny's to hit the Grand Slam.
1: <laughs> I'm scrolling down the list. Oh, easily. Uh, go ahead and slap me down for Red Lobster. That's uh, the... Uh, the, the biscuits are just, just top-level, top-tier. I mean, if you don't like their biscuits, then you probably don't like food in general and should stay at home. Um, their biscuits are top-tier. I mean, that's got to be one of our next ones is, is you know, signature iconic foods at restaurants because that would be one of them, the Butter Bay Biscuit, maybe.
2: Um, that used to be your nickname, right?
1: No. My nickname, <laughs> my nickname in college was Reed Roloff's dad. But, dang, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that was
2: funny. You're up again, up. right?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking through.
0: I think there's only You're two. Trying nights. to figure out an excuse to not take the hookah club.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think I think I'm taking nightclubs. I think it's I think it's I think Reed gets left with hookah clubs.
2: No, I have. Uh, well, am, are you are you done? Yep, it's you. Uh, I'll take I'll take any fast food chain.
1: Oh damn, that was still on the board. I fumbled.
2: Oh so,
1: well done. Well done.
2: I appreciate that.
0: Holstered that one for the entire time. Uh yeah, so that takes that one off. Um yeah, so that leaves nightclubs and the hookah bar. So uh I took I took nightclubs. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that leaves the hookah bar. I will take the hookah bar.
2: Maybe you'll see Luka there. Easy
0: enough. I'm sure Mm -hmm. Huka Doncic will probably be in attendance in Dallas after that win in San Antonio. So... Good good pod there, gentlemen. A fun episode. Uh, Any of those 28 places are probably... I mean, that list is just trash. I think we can put that to rest. We could find something to do at all 28 places. And, uh, you know, moral of the story is just save your money. So that will do it for us until next Sunday for the Monday Recap Pod. For Grayson and Reed, I am Tyler. Enjoy the games. Go make some money. Be the man in the arena. And we will see you Monday for the weekend uh, recap. And until then, peace out, everybody.